What is up, yeah buds? Boss Tuna here, coming at you with a quick little pre-episode disclaimer. Trust me, you're not as surprised as I am to see Don 2004 on the feed. If you don't know the story, go back to our Day of the Dead episode. Long story short, the my laptop that that was saved on took a swim in the lake, and it was presumably gone forever. I finally get, got the courage this week to throw it out, but I figured I'd give it one last attempt. I plugged it in, and I'm still in disbelief that it turned on. Works perfectly fine. I pulled that episode off, got in my new one, and here we are. We're fully completing this Summer of the Dead series here for you with the what was thought to be the lost episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. A little something to tide you over until we get our next episode out. Yeah, bud. Hell is overflowing, and Satan is sending his dead to us. Welcome back, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. Although we have made a couple exceptions in the last few weeks with some horror films. Speaking of horror films, we have a special guest this week, and I am honored, excited, and pumped to be podcasting with one of the co-hosts of Slumber Party Massacre. His and Hers, Netflix and Chill, and a frequent guest on the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. With us tonight, we have Carly. What's up, Carly? Hello. Not much. Just got done with work. It's been kind of a long day, but I'm glad to 
be here chatting with you fine folk. I always like to, you know, get involved with other people's podcasts and get to actually talk to them because obviously we're like all Facebook friends and stuff like that and in the groups, but it's always cool to actually, you know, get to get on and do a recording with someone and get to know them. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's it's awesome. I love doing, yeah, I, I love the Zoom as well too because I feel like, you know, Joe Rogan's theory is, is like, yeah, it's like, you know, you have the camera on, it's like you're sitting right next to them. So it's awesome to do this. It does feel like we're all sitting in a room, uh, except we got Tibu sitting five foot two. He's on about five inches of phone books so we can see his face. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Whoa, what are these shots just getting like they're ringing out in the, the streets, the ancient cobblestone streets? <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. I just imagined it. But uh, hear thee, hear thee. Yes, I'm here and I'm five foot four. Thank you very much. I'm not sitting on a phone book. I'm sitting on pajamas because I had a rough day too. Uh, mud and grit and all sorts of dust from the day have entered into my car from the job site. And I've got, I've got to sit on these clean pajamas. Otherwise, I ruined my cool Ouija pants that my wife got me some time ago. Nice. But I'm excited that Carly's here. And I want to echo what she said because I was saying it off air. I've been listening to a bunch of the people we've been talking to and some that we're going to continue to talk to during our Summer of the Dead. And that I agree with her 100%. It's awesome to like get to talk to someone you see on Facebook or hear on another show. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is great. And I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, we're at this point right now in the franchise because this is, well, tonight's movie is a remake. Yep, Day of the Dead. So we got nope. Day of the Dead tonight with, uh, with Carly. Nope. No. Supposed to play along a little bit. No. I love that joke. It never gets I, 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 I'm sorry, but I saw her face and I was like, I'm not letting her go through this. No. <laughs> the panic. <laughs> Wait, I was like, oh, I sure. For a second. I actually did because I'm like, he's been getting all these. He, I'm sorry, Boss Tuna, but I'm revealing this right now. You've been. Yeah, go we, for it. We both have been getting in like sort of the movies that we're going to cover with the people that are kind enough to come on, like sort of mixed up. Thankfully, not right beforehand. Right. But, uh, for a moment, I panicked too. I was, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" Especially if it was Day of the Dead remake. I've never actually, yeah, I have seen that, but it's been a long time, so I would have to just completely bullshit my way through that, or just pretend my internet went out and leave. <laughs> I think, I think we'd all be in that same boat with that turd of a movie. I've never right. seen it either, so yeah, fuck that. But, so that's a good segue into why we're all here. We are carry on, carrying on our Summer of the Dead series, which is transitioning into Fall of the Dead. Um, hey, but I did check. <laughs> According to Tibu, it's still, well, maybe not when this episode drops, but right now it's still technically summer. Yes. So yeah. I have no problem pushing these few episodes out summer and then it'll be early fall. So it'll be the, the fall of the dead sounds cool too. I mean, that could be a, an actual movie. Yeah. Double meaning on that. So, but with us is the, I mean, we're going to be doing the Dawn of the dead remake, the Zack Snyder, 2004 remake of Dawn of the dead. And I don't know about you, T-Boo, but I'm getting kind of thirsty. I finished my uh, first beer a little bit ago, the, the road beer and off in the distance, I see some lights. It looks like a hopping place. There's a lot of motorcycles coming in and out. What do you say? I think I need something delicious for this special occasion. Let's head on in. To the Terry Twister!
we'll take our esteemed guest to our our favorite watering hole. Yay, I love drinking. Give us an offer on our best selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout. Alright, we got white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy, yellow pussy. We got Okay, well, I always seem to go first on these, and I think I am going to give the reins over to our special guest tonight. I'm buying, so whatever you want, it's an open bar. Tom Savini's over there giving us the stink eye because we don't have drinks in our hand yet. So we better what are we what are we getting? I mean, I'm I'm pretty basic. Uh, I w- I always go with that Bud Light. That's my that's my go-to. So you know what? And that's that's a hundred percent. You can't go wrong with that because you can drink eighty-seven of them. So yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> or eighty-seven three, you know, eighty-seven throughout the course of a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tibu, what about you? Uh, tonight I've got something kind of fancy, uh, dogfish head, 90 minute Imperial IPA. Ooh. Uh, what's the 90 minutes? Stupid. I don't know. I don't know what the 90 minutes is about. I'm actually reading the bottle as we speak, but it's 9% by volume. It's a strong boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's one of them strong boys. I don't, people know dogfish head. They're like the, one yep. of the most famous craft beers in the country. They're pretty much their own mini major brew at this point but it's got this this guy on the bottle that's got a clock in his head and he looks like some i don't know it looks like frankenstein with a clock in his head kind of like a neon mm-hmm. frankenstein or something yeah What's it's over his eye i mean that's like one of those steampunk deals no it looks like he just had a black eye like someone oh. punched him real hard but he's got nails in his nose it's <laughs> it's it's fucking metal he looks like pinhead He's even got like those uh, bellhop things at, at the <laughs> hotels that you ring when you're like, come get my bags. Yeah. <laughs> that don't even exist anymore. You have to carry in your own bags. But I carried in my own drinks. I hope they don't mind. I'm, I'm cash poor right now, sneaking these in under the table. Uh, you know, what didn't follow you in was your beard. So I know all of our listeners are, are not able to see that, but yeah, it shaved Carly- about 20 years off your life. I'm telling you. Uh, thank you. I, I, before, before this, I literally had the most Grizzly Adams beard going on for, really? for like a while. Yeah, but I decided to, I don't know. I, apparently, did I, no, I, according to Boss Tuna, I look like Vincent D'Onofrio in Cell. Mm. I, I look, I look <laughs> I like I hope a, you know like, what he looks like because tell me that's not like spot on. I don't, but I'm going to Google it. Yes. Oh, need- <laughs> Do it. <laughs> hey, this, Vincent- hey he's, not, he's not an ugly man. I mean, I'm not completely it's more so the actions he committed in the film what's, that what's his uh name in the cell arthur clegg or something or or uh... oh and we covered this movie i should remember this but <clears throat> i don't <laughs> so there's really nothing i can do about it well anyways I... well we'll give your yeah that's pretty here. accurate <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen this film but yeah that's uh yeah if you Stunt ever watch it we yeah covered it I... I'm a stunt double. Oh, so I got to hang from the ceiling with hooks in my back. That's a tease for you, Carly. Go watch. Go watch. So that's that's it's movie and a half. I'll tell you that. Hell yeah. Well, rounding out the uh, trio of beers for tonight, I have a clown shoes undead. What does that say? American Imperial Stout, which kind of kind of a no brainer to get this. It pairs well for our zombie. Zombie, yeah. 
Yeah. So I've been saving it. I bought this as soon as we talked about having the summer of the dead series, I went out and got a handful of them. This is one of them. So we'll give, we'll give everyone's favorite sound and spray Imperial stout all over my brand new computer. Love it. <laughs> oh no. Nice and yep. sticky. Oh yeah. Hold on. I, I mean, I, at I, least I, I have an excuse why it's sticky. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, it was a ghost. Uh, oh God, that's the best self park ever. Hold on, I got I got one for you. Let's see. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good mm. one. Yeah, I had I'll, to, I'll just I had I'll just have to pretend. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode is editing. You know what happens uh, at the Teddy Twister uh, after midnight, so we're gonna have to peel out of here before shit gets shit gets too crazy so oh right yes yeah yep. what do you guys uh, uh say we hop into this movie uh, that we know as dawn of the dead sounds good oh yeah hey vivian and i look i can go backwards let me see hey that's amazing hey hey you Vivian, honey, are you okay? just been informed that we are going off the air and switching to the emergency broadcasting system. Look up the road, there's a lot more of them. Why are they coming here? Maybe they're coming for us. Sooner or later they're going to get in here. Baby's gonna be fine. It's only a matter of time. It's coming. They'll find a way in. Oh, God. of the dead 2004 rated r coming in at give or take 101 minutes depending on the version you watched i watched for this the director's cut unrated one thing that we always like to do uh carly is guess on a few things so if you didn't did you look up anything on rotten tomatoes or imdb for this uh no i did not Perfect. So I will give you the Rotten Tomato score. What do you think this got on Rotten Tomato? And we do the the critics, critics. score. Critics, yep. 
for Rodney. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'll play it. I'll go like in the middle area, maybe, and say 52%. I never pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes, really. Percent. I don't either. Yeah. I just, I love like quizzing. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I, I like comparing them between uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's low. Tibu, what do you think? On on the B or on, on Rotten? Rotten Tomatoes? <clears throat> Audience score? No, nope. critic score Critics rather. Score. Um, I think this movie was kind of. I think people appreciated it. Sixty four percent. Seventy six percent. Oh wow! Okay. And nice. and that was with like a hundred and some reviews. I actually read probably close to a dozen of them. And it's funny because they all had the exact same complaints. And it's ironic because when it comes to remakes, one of the, when it comes to remakes, you almost hear the exact same argument. Why didn't they do something original? They did the exact same thing. I read probably 10 to 12 reviews of the critics on there. And they were all the same thing saying this strayed too far away from Romero's original vision. Uh, They did not include any of his social commentary, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like you can't, please anybody with this. make the same movie come on yeah. well i mean well i don't know i mean why don't you go watch fucking 1998 psycho or something if that's what you want <laughs> right but, yeah i thought that was kind of ironic travis you go first for imdb what do you think that got on imdb uh the, this is the user rating base thing user so... rating on imdb yep man you got me with that what was it 74 percent? you said 76 critic yep I'm going to go 7.2 on the B. Okay. What about you, Carly? I feel like the B like is always lower for every movie. So You're but right. for the I'll go 6.3. 7.3. Dang. Oh, okay. Well, I know. <laughs> usually it I'll is. It's funny. Go. We had Jerry on for Night of Living Dead. And he's like, well, I always give it one more point extra. And I'm like, fuck, you might as well double it for some of these movies. But yeah, pretty good, actually. Uh, I mean, as far as, you know, I always joke around the IMDb rating 7.3 translates to like a nine overall. I mean, yeah, yeah. Compared to. Yeah. So that that thought that was pretty interesting. So the budget would we what do we have for a budget on this? Let's take some guesses. Just throw some numbers out. Hmm. Well, this was. Zack Snyder's first movie, I think. His um, first theatrical film. Yeah. And it's, all, you know, a lot of these, a lot of directors will get their start in horror uh, before they branch out. So, but man, it looks pretty good. Um, there's some special effects, definitely makeup effects. I would give this movie somewhere for 2004 somewhere around 15 million to 20 million. I'm going to say like, like 17 million, but I'm in that, I'm, I'm trying to be in that area. Sure. Okay. Any guesses, Carly? Mm, I suck at that. Um, I'll go, I'll go big. I'll go 25, 25 million. Is that what he, yeah. I'll go with that. You would be really good at Price is Right because it was 26 million. So you didn't. Whoa, okay. Yeah, 26 million. The funny thing is, when this movie initially had a much larger budget, but due to the failure, big surprise of Yui Bowles' House of the Dead, (laughs) it slashed the budget. But I'm like, you can't even put that in the same 
you know, that, that, that would be like having a Prius at a, you know, drag race with a bunch of, <laughs> I mean, come on, we're, 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 we're talking apples and oranges here. So yeah, I, I'm million dollars though, man. Like million. Million. that, that is kind of a lot, Look, but I, was it all spent on like getting Ken Forey to dress up like a priest or <laughs> right? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like, the effects right. were pretty good. A lot of it was practical. A lot of the zombie stuff. Mm. Um, I did yeah, watch. They, they, it was good. Yeah, I, I, I do own the, the DVD. Uh, so I was watching special features and all that. I mean, there is a lot that went into makeup and effects. And it was it was pretty cool seeing that. So this box office wise, do you guys even want to guess on that? Or? Oh, God. Oh, I know this was big. I went. I saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, this 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 movie draw like drew a crowd. Um, man, it had to have been successful because Zack Snyder went on to do other things. So I'm gonna say somewhere around seventy million at the box office. Okay. Is are we worldwide or domestic? Uh, domestic. Yeah, I'll stick with seventy to eighty million dollars. Let's okay. play around with those with those those ten ten point tens there ten points. All right, award me ten points. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what Carly says. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, I was uh, I was pretty young when this movie came out, so I don't know. I I didn't realize it was big or anything like that to really judge from that. Um, but if, according to you guys, it was pretty big. Um, I don't know. I'll say like. 85 million 102.3 million dollars damn okay yes yeah zach snyder was doing that shit son and yeah so this was directed by zach snyder he is notable for he's a pretty legit director nowadays it's funny because he actually directed quite a few like a lot of a lot of (laughs) a lot of good directors got you know they got their chops directing music videos and and that's kind of one of the I would say cons that people have with him is he, he does too much music video type style. He's got a style all his own. If it mm-hmm. ain't for someone, then it's not for them. But I, True. I like his movies and I do like yeah. the style where he tries to fucking make everything sort of larger than life or more dramatic than it, you know, well, sometimes it's per- pretty fucking dramatic. Yeah. He did 300. He did Watchmen more recently, army of the dead. And this was interesting because this was written by James Gunn, which I don't think a lot of people I don't see, know. I that. don't see it. I yeah. don't see it. And, and I, I saw that in the credits when I watched this movie again for this for this uh, discussion. And I'm watching the movie and I'm, I'm trying to pick up on the James Gunn's like his quippy stuff, whatever style of dialogue. I'm not I'm not getting it in this yeah. movie. And I, I but. But this is before commercial James Gunn, too. This is before all of his Marvel whatever shit. He had those big Marvel balls. (laughs) Yeah, big, big. Whatever he wanted. But a lot of people don't know that he did. He James Gunn wrote and directed Slither, which is awesome. If you've not seen Slither, I'd highly recommend checking it out. He also wrote Belko Experiment and Thirteen Ghosts, which I feel is underrated. I scared the shit out. It of is me. underrated, yeah. and Belco experiment was awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, I like that one a lot. It was pretty good. So the the cast on this is is pretty interesting. There's some there's some pretty good stories, but this movie it, it's it's crazy to think that this movie came out in 
2004, you know, basically it was 2003. It was early 2004. We have Sarah Pauly that played Anna. And it was funny because she was in the Friday the 13th series back in like 1987 when she was 10 years old. Oh, but wow. she also in Splice. So there's some, you know, horror cred for you with her. Ving Rames, I would say Ving Rames is probably pertinent or a household name. Maybe not so much in the horror genre, but he's just one of those. It's funny because he's he he doesn't have a whole bunch of movies that stand out. You know, I think a lot of people might know him as Marcellus Wiley in um yeah oh definitely uh he was also in mars attacks man yeah awesome marcellus wiley and pulp fiction I, yep mars attacks he, he he's kind of turning into it's funny because pre-show we were talking or what was that you guys i don't remember i was talking to somebody about <laughs> and tony todd uh but it's funny because he's kind of like turning into the tony todd where he's just in a bunch of these old shitty not old, but these shitty zombie movies that you'll see on TV <laughs> that nobody's ever seen or heard of. But he's he's like the king of zombies. He was in Zombie Apocalypse. He was in the Day of the Dead remake, um, which we should be talking about. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> as well. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer was in this. Jake Weber. I mean, Ty Burrell. There was a lot of actors in here that were weren't, weren't quite because I think this was before that show that Ty Burrell was in. Um, I don't watch TV. Was it Modern Family or something? I think I don't know. Don't yeah. know. He's he's a good super. Show. Oh, I was, I was gonna say good. We're on the same boat. It's a super popular sitcom. I think it's like got a record for the longest running, or I don't know, but it, it's super popular. But he played um, he played the asshole in here, uh, Steve. Um, so, but yeah, there is there is a lot of actors in here that were not at the level they are now. Because I mean, this was before. Go ahead. What Steve the Steve the yacht owner or yes, CJ Steve the yacht owner the, the guard. No, nope. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. CJ was an asshole too, so I don't know. Oh, he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, we'll get it. He we'll did get asshole we'll get a lot. It. Yeah. <laughs> as far as the casting goes, it's funny because Ving Rhames heard about this movie through the grapevine, and he. He, he like tracked down the producers and was like, I have to be in this. Uh, he really wanted to be in the movie and it worked, I guess. But it, it, because it's funny, it's one of the bigger movies that he was in. I mean, he had a little bit of a downtime, you know, from Pulp Fiction uh, before he got into this one. So this was pretty big at the time. It had a big release. It was popular as well. Ironically enough, George Romero really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Take that, motherfuckers. Uh-huh. There's a lot of throwbacks or, or nods to the older Romero movies as well. Right away in the beginning, um, the, the car that crashes into the gas station at the cafe. Uh, TV, we, we, we talked about this a couple episodes ago with the night 1968 when Ben said that he was at a diner and a car drove right into the gas station, the gas uh things and blew it up so that was a nod to that as well so there's a lot of small things uh the store galen ross the mm -hmm. actress uh that played um um oh what's her nuts from don 78 her, her real name was galen ross so there's some cool nods that that I yeah Ken, kenneth is i guess based on ken Forhey who played yeah. um I'm forgetting all the actors, the characters' names in the the previous films too. I know it's we all just talking about it together. Well, 
<laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God bless it. Yeah, I was going to say Dwayne Jones, but that's not it either. So, But one other cool thing, too, I think that will really put this into perspective is, is this whole movie only takes place over about 29 days. So if you think about, you know, the being in that situation, start to finish, just 29 days, and you can see I always like thinking about that stuff, putting myself in. I think that's why my love, I'm sure Carly, it's no surprise that I'm obsessed with, with zombies and zombie movies. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The secret. Yeah. Right. Uh, But I think that's part of why, what drew me in was it's such a fantasy that you can get lost in it and put yourself in that situation. What would I do in this? Would I survive this? How would, how would I do this differently? So for them to be in that situation for only 29 days and to see everything break down. Uh, it was just, yeah. If it, you it, had it, to get trapped in one place during the zombie apocalypse, where would you choose to be trapped? Hmm. Like the mall could be an option, right? I mean, have we talked about this yet? No, this is not been a question. Whole, posed. We could do a whole episode on this. This is what, that fishing trip I'm leaving for at the end of the month, this is what my buddies do when we sit around the campfire. <laughs> We've got a plan. I'll let, I'll let Carly answer first, though. Hmm. Where are you going to be trapped during the zombie apocalypse? I mean, honestly, well, I was going to say the mall, but... It's a good think... go-to because it's proven that it could kind of work. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't have as much... I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the malls around here, where like they're all dead at this point. There's like no, <laughs> no there's nothing you can really. Serve. It's like there's no food or anything. But um, if you have a, you know, a good mall, like the Monroeville Mall actually is around me, um, where the original was shot, and that one's still pretty popping. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I think the mall would be a good place because it's nice and big, and you have different stores, and you can like, you know, entertain yourself, and you have all these clothes around you that you can utilize so you're not all dirty and disgusting and a lot of hiding spots so i i I would probably go with the basic mall i mean i think it's like one of the would be one of the best most ideal places i don't know about survival necessarily if it would be best for that but you know in the movie they make it look well not easy but like they you know they make it look possible but if in reality i don't think i'd be very good at surviving a zombie apocalypse anyway but we have a huge mall uh, in Des Moines that has a shields in it. If you guys don't have shields out there, it's an outdoor store, tons of guns and ammo. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in my home, we don't got that. (laughs) If I'm in Louisiana at the time of the zombie apocalypse, I'm staying at my house. I live in the fucking woods. Come at me zombies (laughs) one at a time, but it's really rural everywhere near where i live so it's Mm. it's it's not like suddenly there'd be just hordes and hordes coming coming through unless they you know ganged up and got smart or something Mm. so we i've had this conversation a million times and it's always been the same outcome i would take my family friends whoever we'd go up to northern northern minnesota super densely populated lots and lots of land lakes Uh, i'm a huge outdoorsman fishing hunting and 
yeah, I mean, everyone's got wood stoves up there. I mean, the winters would suck. That would be the only thing. I mean, it gets brutal, like 60 below zero. But you got fishing, you got hunting and trapping, you know. Yeah, you live off the land. That's why I'd stay where I'm yeah. at because we've got all that kind of shit set up. But yep. I will say my, my second option literally is a mall because it's all I know because horror teaches me things. Right, yes. <laughs> it teaches me <laughs> yeah. smart, intelligent, and they show the characters being smart and or at least uh, in the original, pretty smart. But I was thinking too, I was like, well, what about food? But we have a, a Target and Targets now are like grocery stores. So yeah, there's a Target attached to this mall too. I, yeah, I was, there's a Target attached. I think there's one attached to the Monroeville Mall actually, unless I'm thinking of a different mall, but I was thinking that too. And then I thought, I don't think they have food, but the one thing that I think would they suck do about now. if like you are trapped in the mall, you gotta, you gotta like, oh fuck! When does the power grid shut down and the generators yeah. go out? And then what? Like then mm. what? You know, then your you food ain't just die. Got... I don't. <laughs> I mean, if you're, you're attached to like one of the nuclear grids up in the northeast, I mean, them shit stay those on. Are pretty like much that? set up to run forever without anybody. Well, how come New York? Fucking, I lived up there. I lived in Jersey for five years, man. We had power outages. We had brownouts and shit. Where's my nuclear energy? I know, I know. We need to go back to Tesla, son. We need to pull that shit from the ether. Look, look up Nikola Tesla, Joe Blow listeners. All right, on, on, yeah. onward, onward, onward. So I'm just curious. Your, I'm going to give our our guest the the first crack at this. Carly, when was the first time you saw Dawn of the Dead 2004? Ah, uh, crap. When was it? It, it honestly, it wasn't like super long ago. It was a few years ago, honestly, but I can't remember exactly when. I probably had a reason to do it for a podcast or YouTube or something like that. But literally, it was probably like 2017. So, you know. Okay. Yeah, not so. I remember it would always be on TV. And I remember always like seeing the beginning bit of her at the hospital and then shit goes down. And that's kind yeah. of that but i never watched sat and watched the whole thing so probably just a few years ago when i really started building my collection and stuff and i wanted to there was a point where i was trying to watch all the dead films so nice yeah probably like 2016 or 17 okay what about you tibu oh well i spilled my beans earlier because i was like i saw this in theaters because i'm old um <laughs> I guess I saw it in 2004 for the first time. And I mean, it blew my fucking mind. I, I don't know what to say. I was a kid just getting into horror movies in a big, bad way. Like I was into them before because of Monster Vision, as everyone knows, but uh, Carly doesn't. So she's finding that out. Right. And uh, but after that, like going to see horrors in the theaters like the first um one of the early ones was the texas chainsaw remake from 03 so a year prior so that's like when i'm just I'm, I'm not old enough to get into these movies mind you but i'm getting into these movies so louisiana who cares how old uh, were you at that time uh 2004 i would have been 13 or 14 something like that mm, okay i would have so, been seven so <laughs> little too young yeah. yeah you wouldn't have even had the chance like I, I was just going with friends like hey mom going to the movies <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um 
but I, I saw this in theaters. It blew my mind at, at the time. I've watched, I own the DVD. I've watched it over the years here and there again and again. And, um, well, I don't know. Maybe it still blows my mind. We'll see. But, uh, Boss Tuna, what about you, man? When's the first time you watched this movie? Well, since we're all giving our ages, I saw this in the theater and I was 20. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've told this story before on the show, but I, uh, in football or in football, in college, I played football and we would do like team stuff where we'd go to uh, the theater. The first one I saw was Signs. That was, that's, that was, uh, that was something else. Different sto- show, neither here nor there. But we went to see this. And the first time we went, we weren't sober, but I remember going and watching this. It's like this, this was awesome. My buddy and I went that next day. I think we went like on a, oh, cause it was early. Uh, it was in, I think this came out in the spring, but my buddy and I went the next day to see it like in the morning at a matinee. Um, and I remember I was feeling shitty. I was hungover, which, you know, obviously you should be when you're in college, but I remember as shitty as I felt <laughs> this movie, I, I still remember the feelings. Like I've, I've told a couple theater stories on the show before uh, this is in the top three or four in that, you know, when you think back about certain movies you saw, like you get like that little, it's almost like butterflies in your stomach because it was like so powerful when I saw it. I've always been a huge zombie nerd, but this was that next one after 28 days later. So, I mean, 28 days later was, you know, the one that really got me back into the zombie genre. And then there was a lull because I think that was like what, 2002 or something. So there was, yeah, a lull it was two for, years prior. Yeah. There was a lull for a couple of years. And then this one came out and I was like, yes, love it. Awesome. And we went on to see this. I want to say one or two more times in the theater. And it was just an awesome experience. Every time we went, you know, it, certain things in the theater experience will annoy you if people are talking or whatever, but there's certain things that will, that will amp up that experience. You know, if people are laughing out loud in a comedy or if there's a jump scare and you hear people scream, you know, this one right here, it was, it was a great theater experience. I didn't have anything bad to say. Everybody in the theater was, was cool. You didn't have any jackass, you know, chomping nachos in your ear or some shit like that. that. So. And that's why I said earlier that this movie drew a crowd and I was basing my theater going experience off this. Cause everybody, not as much as Freddy versus Jason, not nearly as much as Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King. That theater was destroying itself, going crazy. But this movie, it had the audience amped up. People were screaming, people were cheering, people were yelling, no, don't, don't. And yeah, that could maybe be annoying for some people, but for this type of movie, mm-hmm. which is very action oriented, um, I think it worked well for, for a theater watch. It, it was, it was, yeah. Sorry, I I agree, man. That was that was also signs I saw in theaters too. That movie, we'll have to talk about that movie one day because we did we did? I don't. Well, you must have been on too much uh, <laughs> green medicine for that episode, but the herbal enchantments, the herbal yeah. enchantments, yes, yeah. sir. I I, I <laughs> love trying to gauge people's. Carly, I got a question for you. Yes. Have you seen Army of the Dead? I have not. Carly, I don't have a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was gonna gauge, I was gonna gauge what your 
your initial reaction uh, for that movie was. Mm. Just to see if you're, are you a fan in general? What's that? Have you, have you seen many of his movies like 300, Superman, Watchmen? No. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I've literally seen none of those. Okay. So she's, yeah. all right. Zack Snyder is just. Uh, yeah. And hard. All right. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. Would you have Pibu? Oh, shit. You threw me off with the Zack Snyder thing. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he did make 300 too, which I saw in theaters. Yep. I saw Watchmen in theaters. Yep. I've yep. seen uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Yeah, I've seen most of his movies in theaters, believe it or not. Um, I'd call myself a fan of his. I think he gets too much hate, personally, but I would agree. hate. I would agree. Do. So let's get into, I mean, the the casting of this um, cast, excuse me, cast and characters. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, okay, I'm going to just step on on everyone's toes right now and say I think that this is something I, I glean from, from this newest watch is that characters will shift their dynamic. If the scene calls for it, uh, this is probably just, you know, it could be a script issue. It could, it could be an, uh, an editing issue where things were left out. I, I watched, I think the theatrical cut of this film, uh, Carly, which, which version did you watch? Do you know? uh the whatever unrated direct one of those ones that has like the unrated directors cut whatever and that's what you watched boston right correct yeah so i i feel i feel like that that was kind of an issue i had with some of the characters but as far as the casting goes i mean again you you talked about ving rames there's sarah polly um she's i've I mean, believable to me in, in certain instances. Again, there are certain scenes where I'm noticing a character shift just because the scene calls for it. Uh, big time with CJ. I don't know the act- actor's name who played him, but that, that guy's... He, yeah, he's, we'll get to it. As Michael Kelly, but, he's not a super famous actor, but... And Jake Weber, I like. Um, yeah. He plays... Uh, damn. Uh, is it Paul? No, he played Michael. 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 Yeah, Michael. I don't know where I'm getting Paul from, but uh, <laughs> Jake Paul. I don't know. No, no, I don't know <laughs> much about that person. Been flown around lately. I know that person's name because he fought someone else who's famous, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, uh, you threw me off there, cause um, yeah, I like him as an actor. He felt he kind of seemed bored in this movie a little bit to <laughs> me on this watch. He seemed a little bored, but I do think that all the, the actors that were cast in this movie were, you know, serviceable at, 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 at least at the very least. Okay. So after this watch, I used to watch this movie quite often. Carly probably doesn't know this, but I, I don't do a lot of rewatches. Maybe. Mm. There, there is, it's extremely rare. I'll watch a movie twice, except I've got like my, you know, little spot on my shelf of my, you know, I don't know, 15 or 20 movies that I'll watch on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. And dare I say, Tibu, that outside of casting, maybe this group of characters 
might be some of my favorite okay. in the series that we've we've talked about so far. Well, I didn't mean to shit all over your your your, your uh, feelings, sir. I just well, you didn't shit on my feelings, and if you did, you know, whatever you shit. Life's on, a garden. Shit on Dang me it. all the time. Well, I suppose that's a Joe Dirt person, but <laughs> Joe Dirt quotes over here on the Joe Blow Horror Show. Hold no, on. but, but I get, what I meant by that. Yeah, there, <laughs> you and your friend can choose yourself over there. What I meant by that was, I mean, as far as the casting goes, I was kind of surprised, you know, going back through because I, I didn't realize how popular that Ty Burrell has become. He's huge with uh, that that show he's on now, but there's some pretty legit actors in here. I mean, Ving Rhames is very specific in what he can be good in. And I thought he was pretty good in this. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm glad you were honest with me. I want 100% honesty. I guess as far as what I was kind of impressed with was they were stereotypical characters in this type of setting, but I thought they were done pretty well. You know, the, the, the old lady, what, what was her name? Jane or something. I mean, she was just like, you know, the perfect like mom type. Like you're always going to have that one mom type in there. CJ. I mean, oh, the, tr been, the truck driver, truck driver. Yep. Yeah. 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 CJ, you know, you a horror movie will, will show you its merits with the characters on the emotions that they will elicit. If someone you really like or someone you really hate, I mean, then they're doing their job. And CJ was written pretty well because he was a fucking scumbag and you hated him at first, but I loved his arc at the end. You know, I, I kind of thought it was a little bit unrealistic if we're being a hundred percent honest, but I, I yeah. did love his arc. Yeah. And it did like, like <laughs> no, like I've seen this a hundred times. I'm like, no, just get out of there. You know, yeah, if I'm being critical, it was a little bit unrealistic that he would sacrifice himself like that. But I mean, he did redeem at himself. one point at one point in the movie. This is the thing that 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 caught me with him. I'm like, he literally says, I would do anything. I'd kill each and every one of you to make sure I live or something like that. Yeah. And then and then by the end. Yeah. He's just full like spoilers because uh, we're getting into it, motherfuckers. He's full blown just like. Go on, go on without me, and <laughs> yeah, you hear like, "How could I live without you?" or something as the zombies tackle him in slow motion and explosions. Uh, That's called character, yeah. Work, bud. Yeah, bud. yeah, I get it, man. But it's just, it's pretty intense. That's some intense character development. It real is. Quick. I'm a sucker, though. I love it. I, I love just the gruff. I don't hate thing. you for that. I don't oh, hate you for that. I, I, I like that. Of the what? Of a cop. Ken, the cop, just not giving a fuck. Like, you know, just it's his way or the highway. I'm going to four passer. So the one thing too, that I'm going <laughs> to let Carly chime in here in a second, but the version Carly and I saw, it was cool because I watched the, um, the director's commentary on it as well. And it made a lot of sense. He's he, he, he Zach Snyder basically said, this is the cut that he's like, it's a director's cut for a reason. There's a lot more character development in here. There's, you know, a lot more blood and gore. He goes, things get fleshed out, but they had to cut certain stuff. So he literally said in the commentary, like, yeah, we get more in with the characters. The dinner scene is longer. It makes, it, it puts some more humanity in with the characters. So, you know, you didn't watch that version. So, you know, no, no. I, I'm, I'm curious, Carly, what your, your thoughts are on this way in. Tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm right. Just <laughs> Whatever's in your heart, let it flow. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> I agree with you guys. I like I have no problem with the casting for the most part. Um, I mean, I like Sarah Polly as the main character. It's funny, I went to school with a girl named Sarah Polly. Her last name was spelled differently, but I always no envision her in my head. Yeah. yeah. It was spelled like P-A-H-L-I though. So but fun fact. Um, so I liked her as like the sort of you know, leading girl at the beginning that you're following. And uh, Ben Grahams, I think, was really good in his role. Um, I like him as an actor. Uh, great guy. And, you know, the other just... That was a good way you described it, where they're, like, stereotypical, but they play the parts well, so it's not, like, too over-the-top annoying or, like, eye-rolly or anything like that. So, um, yeah, overall, I like the characters. Um, and they're they play the parts well like i couldn't stay i can't stand the guards when they first get there i always hate that i hate that in movies where like people the up, good guys uh, get overrun yeah i hate yeah. i i'm just i just get so mad i mean that's what it's supposed to do but i'm like i'm like no like just kill these people i hate them um <laughs> so those those things always annoy me um but yeah like you um you already know i don't i'm not a huge fan of zombie films so I, I don't know. It's just not my favorite subgenre. It's not something that I am like going to curl up and watch a good old zombie film tonight or anything like that. But I do think this is a good remake because um, it does what I like. And I, I mentioned this a few times on the summer series roundtable, actually, that I just recorded the other day. But I love remakes that take like the same plot kind of but they throw in enough different stuff to where it's not the same exact movie like psycho the psycho remake um but it's not just a name only shitty remake like you know the prom night remake or something like that it's like the perfect healthy little blend there and i think this movie does that well um i love all the little nods and stuff throughout it uh, with ken foray and then you have like tom savini on the tv being like you need to shoot them in the head and yeah. stuff like that <laughs> just like and put you over there <laughs> yeah i really wanted like him to goofy. say i really wanted him to say oh yeah they're all messed up like if he'd have said that because it's from <laughs> yeah, the like oh my god yeah they're all i would have been 16 like version. yeah they're all messed up yeah they're all messed up <laughs> That would have been that would have been awesome. Missed opportunity. Yeah, but overall, I do I do think this is a solid remake. It's not one that I would run back to a million times just because it's not my favorite subgenre. Yeah, but I still enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Yeah. The well the the thing the thing that I I had wanted to say too real quick though about the cast, they're again that they're all good actors. It's just mm -hmm. it, it's. It's just when I was watching certain scenes, I had like an issue with, you know, I guess maybe the decisions that they were making at that moment. Like all of a sudden, Makai Pfeiffer goes psycho all of a fucking sudden. He is crazy and tying down his, I guess, mail order bride. Like what the hell is going on there? I'm not saying he didn't meet her naturally, but she is definitely <laughs> from Russia or Czechoslovakia or something. Yeah. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah, I thought it's kind of a weird coupling there. Well, it, it, you know, oh, let, let's let's do this proper. What what else we got before casting? Before we just get like kind of dive into the, the story, like some of the scenes. I want to talk mean, about some of the scenes. The no, I mean, well, yeah, the well, you you got you. 
are making me respond to your last thing about that with the whole. So in the extended version, there are scenes that go and show the progression with Mackay Pfeiffer and, or I guess it'd be Luda and, and I forgot his name, but they purposely left him out because they wanted, it's obvious she gets bit. So in the fountain scene is when she gets bit and they purposely left, they cut those other scenes out because they wanted to transition from everything hunky dory to boom, her a zombie giving the baby. They wanted to, you know, they, they wanted to shock the viewer, I guess, as far as that goes, because the other trend, the other scenes were, you know, it was daylight or the lights were on. So he's like, we cut those. So it would be more of that shock value and then boom, zombie baby. Yeah. So keep, yeah, keep, keep, keep that pace of flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I'm in the minority on this and it's because I'm a hundred percent biased and, and there's just, you know, nostalgia is, you know, kissing my ear. Well, now. I wanted to tell Carly too, uh, like front and center here. I'm not a big zombie, huge zombie fan either. Uh, I mm. think some of the best horror movies are in the zombie subgenre, mm. but, but I, but I also am not just like, Oh, I can't wait to see the next zombie movie. So, <laughs> Part of, part of this series, it's it's obviously something that Bostuna has wanted to talk about, but I had never really gotten a chance to watch all these movies in order with a critical eye and try to, you know, see them for what they are. Um, the the all the things Romero was putting into them, the subtext. This movie, it's a remake, so it has a different orientation. It's 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 going into entertain first mm. scare probably second maybe last because this movie as far as scares go i could think of maybe the scene when they first get to the mall and that first zombie comes around the corner and turns and he's got one arm and he just hauls ass right towards them that could get the blood pumping like I mean, there's a handful. when i watched they it i was like oh shit out. yeah they space them out you know with like the parking garage scene that had some pretty gnarly shit you know, there, there, there were, yeah, it, it was quite action oriented, but I mean, it's right it's, from the, right from the beginning of the film. Like it starts out that like opening scene ago. though. How about that opening scene? That's, I will say that in my, um, my, my bias, but humble opinion, that opening scene is it's, it's in the top 10 to 15 opening scenes of a horror movie with me just the way that it starts if you showed someone that movie that didn't know what they were getting into or what it was about just the setup at the hospital to going to bed to waking up with vivian to mm. yeah that i thought that was done really well and then just yeah. um her you know driving away from everything and that shot of the whole town like there's yes. just like explosions okay. and fire like that that stuff does freak me out like that's a you know, your life just goes from completely normal and then just the whole world's falling apart. Uh, even like when you said, oh, it takes place over 29 days, just like within the first day, it's like everything kind of turns yeah. to turmoil. Yeah. So it's like horrifying. They have fucking kamikaze zombies with like dynamite strapped to themselves or something because they're, <laughs> there's just explosions. Everywhere. And, no, yeah, I thought That's, about that too. <laughs> like what but. what is going on why are there so many explosions but that scene where that car you got the overhead shot like like what would be from a helicopter the helicopter goes through the, the camera 
Mm. And then this car whips across the highway right in front of Sarah Polly as she's escaping her zombie husband, zombie neighborhood. Cause yeah, her husband gets zombified right away by this little girl who enters their house that they're friendly with, but she ain't friendly with them no more. And, and that, that car that whips across the highway, I just went all the way back, coming back to this. It just hits the gas, the gas tanks. Like oh. you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Just these explosions awesome. of, Oh dude, that, that scene is intense. And, and yeah, that's your opening. You know, I, I thought I knew here, everything I about this movie, but the one thing that I did get new information with this one is that that it took place in o- over only 29 days. And then I watched the movie and I was like, Sarah Polly, you fucking slut. Like your husband just died and you're banging Michael <laughs> in the apocalypse. I, I'm like, come on. I feel like in the, yeah, I, I always think like, she loved, She seems so loving towards her husband, but he gets bit, and then you never hear about him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's yeah. no scene of like, oh my God, I'm so depressed because my husband's dead. It's just yeah. like, eh, She cries for know. like 10 seconds as soon as they get to the the mall. And, and that's yeah, and then it's like, oh, well, got to get over it, I guess. She's, she's all don't hate, procreate, man. She's trying to yeah. keep, keep, keep it going. But look, that scene, but I agree. And you pointed it out for me. Her character shift is just like, I'm traumatized. Now I'm in love. Now I'm a take charge. And, and I, I don't know. It, she goes, she's all over the place. She, good actress. Very good. But she, yeah, her I mean, character is all over the place. Take, take some kind of leadership role, obviously. So I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate that she does that necessarily. It's just, she goes from, I don't know. I mean, she's immediately following the cop, which I guess I would too. Fuck that. I mean, he's got a gun. I'm going to go with him. He's a, they meet up with yeah. uh, Makai Pfeiffer and his his Russian bride. Yeah, yep. yeah, and Jake Weber. I don't Michael, and he's bored. He just sounds bored. He doesn't sound. See, enthused. I I love his. He's one of my favorite characters because he is like he's like your stereotypical like voice of reason. Everyone's got that that neighborhood yeah. guy that's always waves. Hey, how's it going? You know, helps you finish mowing your lawn. You know, offers you know, drags your fucking garbage can back in. That's Michael. That's yeah. I, I wish sell I had TVs. a neighbor. He's like, I sell TVs at Best Buy. Yeah. Oh, and then the, the humanity of him. He's like, oh, I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but he's like, what were you worse at? Oh, being a husband. Were you best at being a dad? You're like, he was married three times, man. Yeah, he's nice guys, man. They never win. Yeah, he's nice not guys. a nice guy. Something tells me he's not a nice guy. Deep Martha. down. After a few drinks, you son of a bitch! I'm sorry, man. Don't he's, ruin he's my so, don't ruin my mental picture of Michael. And he's, he's so woman beater. He is. He's <laughs> a woman beater. I'm saying around. it right now. He's milk toast as fuck, and then he gets a few whiskeys in, and he gets mad about his dreams he never accomplished. That's his buried shit, and then he just starts beating on the people he loves. That's that's his problem. That's why he got divorced so many times. But he was best at being a dad. But where's his kid? Dead? A, a kamikaze zombie? blowing shit up Cold. i mean come on dude old michael weber bruh jake weber good act yeah wait what no <laughs> combining the actor and the character all right oh yeah i am yeah. fuck me <laughs> i just looked at the notes oh shit what do you got as far as oh, the, i want to uh, point out for all the listeners what's up no i, I gotta say this 
I, for all the listeners out there, and because we just put out our 50th episode not too long ago, and it covers The Shining, Carly is currently sitting uh, in front of a, I guess it's a painting. Oh my God! Is what that, is that? Lawrence? It's it's a curtain. It's, yeah, it's a curtain. <laughs> I it's did Danny not notice that. Running. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I bought this off Etsy a few years ago. So that is that is awesome. That is like so perfect timing too. Just coming off of our episode. And then this blankets. Oh. The twins. Yep. Oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. man. Come play with us, Danny. Yes. Got that at not hot topic. Um, Spirit Halloween. So oh, that is I can't wait to go to Spirit awesome. Halloween. That shit's coming up. It's about to happen. Man. Now my brain's my I got pretzel brain now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just we were just kind of going through some of the scenes at the beginning. Um they get to the mall, you get crazy zombie attacks, they finally get inside. And it's at this point that they, I guess they decided like all classic horror movies, let's split up guys mm-hmm. and shit starts going south. People get attacked at fountains. Uh, people get bit. Motherfuckers are cutting themselves on shit. I don't know. It, it, it gets nuts. Where, where does uh, Michael Weber go? He goes and they're checking doors. Yeah. He goes, Michael Weber, you fucker. He goes and uh, <laughs> the, the janitor zombie in the like sporting goods store or something. I don't know. Is there is a really cool kill? I mean, he shoves yeah, a fucking challenge. broken mallet through the guy's dome. I thought that was awesome. After they have their little fiasco, and that's when Luda gets bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they go upstairs in the elevator, and that's <laughs> that's when you meet CJ and his goons, the security guards who decided to take take hold on the second floor. That Barry or whatever that one dude's name. He's so fucking. He is so stupid, but I laugh every single time. He's like, oh, I was going to go on a date with that fat girl from Dairy Queen. <laughs> I was like, oh, and, man. Yeah, the other guy's like, hey, man, everyone you know is dead. Your mom is dead. You know, that girl from Dairy Queen's dead. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. That oh, sucks. He's just, <laughs> just a, a blur. He's so out to launch. It's hilarious. He puts on his fucking his his guns while he's still in his boxers, and I think even CJ's like, "What are you doing? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing, man?" But it, it's like the perfect you know accompaniment to CJ or a character like CJ, you know the you, yeah CJ's like he, the smarter, slightly smarter version of that idiot. No, you know who he was is he was the star high school quarterback that didn't amount to anything, and now he's a fucking security guard at the mall in charge of these fucking boners. Yep. It's so he still flex his authority muscle. <laughs> yeah, I dig that. Cheers. Cheers. Um, what? <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. After this scene, what they 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 all get taken pretty much willingly hostage because everyone gives up their guns. CJ's running the running the roost, and um, he isolates all of them to one area. And and uh, I like Makai Pfeiffer right here. He's like. Oh, is it Makai Pfeiffer? Who's like, where's the where's where's the bathroom at? And he's like, Oh yeah, for the oh, yeah. wife. Yeah. 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 Show me he's where like, you want me to piss. The corner over there, you know, and it's like, yeah, show me where you want me to take a piss. I'm just like, yeah, fuck that guy, dude. I'd have been so mad the whole time, but he's he's doing what he's doing for his pregnant wife. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, man. This guy's trying to, you know, he's just like, all right, fuck, gotta get her in a safe position as I can. Baby's about to come. And a few scenes later, again, I didn't see the director's cut, but man, it just went from 
zero to 60 with his character where he was suddenly again had her chained down and all that but in between all that shit you get the power shift did you carly did you watch andy's hidden tapes on the the bonus features or whatever have you seen those yet no i did not check it out dude i remember that shit on the dvd yeah yeah it was all of andy or did you watch it streaming um i i i have the blu-ray yeah or yeah blu-ray i'm I'm I, I'm old school. I just call it DVD. I mean, I I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm advanced, sir. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you have the CD? Yeah. Uh, no chest tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Carly, did you have to go rent a VHS player to watch this movie? Yeah. <laughs> old school. No, but anyways, uh, check. I'm sure you've got that special features on your your D or uh, blue Blu-ray. And it's like a 16 minute long. So Andy mm. is the owner of the gun shop across the way. It's a 16 minute long video. It's awesome. I love it. It, it really shines some light on his character, but it's okay. It's, it's, it should it, have been in the film. It should have been intercut in the film, in my opinion, because I remember that. I remember watching that as a kid. That was on my DVD. It was a DVD I had. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's, it gets kind of deep and, and dark and heavy because Andy's alone and, I remember you know, he, when this first came out, you could go on, they made like a, uh, like a, like a website for, it because this is before social media and all that shit. So mm-hmm. there was like a website on it. You could go on there and you could watch like a bunch of the Andy clips on there, like leading up to the movie and shit. It was, it was fucking cool. Nice. And yeah, the, the, you get this bonus features and you get all that stuff on there. It's pretty cool. So I forgot where I was going with that, but listeners check it out. If you haven't, it's pretty cool. It's like they hit no, there was something. There was the power shift and 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 yeah, they they kind of meet quote unquote Andy up on the roof. Yeah. Andy's the gun store owner that that uh is set up shop across from the mall. The only way I like this because like like you said this is before social media. This is before cell phones were even I mean they were they were everywhere kind of at this point, but not everybody had like, you know, I guess I, I want to say, I don't think I got my first cell phone until it was like 2003 or 2004. Yeah. Like it was, so, it was, yeah. Cause I was right I was around this time in college in 02 and did not have a cell phone. So that's when it became more widespread. So I like that. They're not, they can't just call Andy across yeah. the way, they, uh, you know, or Google the fuck they're doing the old school thing. Yeah. Andy's got a whiteboard. And they they get something or another, I guess another whiteboard, and they're communicating with binoculars, like checking each other's messages out from from far away. And uh, yeah, Andy owns the gun store, so he's a crack shot, and he kills Jay Leno and Burt Reynolds. It's awesome. Okay, okay, <laughs> Carly, do you know who awesome. Richard Cheese is? Who? Richard Cheese. No. <laughs> so after we're done tonight, he sounds YouTube, delicious. YouTube Richard Cheese. Okay. And well, because Tibu, you know who he is, right? Yeah, he's he. So you know the disturbed uh, cover in this in this movie. Come, Come on, fuck get down, get down with. Yeah, the yeah. I was gonna comment on. I love that. Yeah. Yes, that's Richard that's Cheese. Richard Cheese. Oh, okay. So I was gonna ask. This has got to be like everybody's first um, introduction to Richard Cheese, right? I mean, for the Main, most part, mainstream. Oh, mainstream. Oh, exposure, mainstream. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that oh yeah, that was so perfect. He turns songs into big band 
fiascos like that one. Like so the, popular like the Rat songs. Pack and yeah, Frank yeah. Sinatra. He, he sings he like Sinatra's that shit. Like, I love that. Like bodies, like drowning pool bodies. I mean, just the sh- it's 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 let the bodies hit the floor or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's so fucking hilarious. It's so yeah, just in that song, he says like the f word at one point. It's just like <laughs> oh, it's classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's classy. Oh, you fuckers. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was great. They're like playing celebrity um, match game or whatever the hell with Rose. Celebrity shoot him up. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking. It was so good. It was. You know, that almost makes me want to be like, all right, let's do a remake of this and we can shoot like the Kardashians and shit like that. Yeah. What? Update. Yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to kill Kim and uh, the other one. What's her name? Are we saying we're killing them? Oh, we're not saying that. <laughs> oh. No. If no. If they're zombies. Sure. I mean, we'd be doing them a favor at that yeah. point. Hey, man, they got people out of jail not too long ago. Don't be hating too hard on them. They're not that stupid. Trust I just me. know I don't like them or care for them. Sure. Anyways. Look, back to the honor, zombie shooting. For Drunk Darius. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, um, the power shift happens. You get introduced to Andy. Let's get to some kills, man. Like, like. I mean, there's, you know? I would almost say it's downtime, but it, I mean, we're, we're kind of into the third act. I, I would almost say it's, would you guys agree that there's downtime in this? I'm biased. Yeah. I can't say there is, but yeah, there's, does it get slow for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Not, no. part? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I can see that. I, I don't feel that it gets, I don't feel that I, I felt that it like the pace let up, but there is downtime for the characters. The comedy yeah. in this though, there's so Ty Burrell's character is awesome. And he's, he's a perfect asshole. Yeah. And Zack Snyder is really good at cutting certain things in. So there's him and who's that one that blonde bimbo like madeline or something oh well let's say let's say real quick how all these people show up there's a like an 18 wheel or a, a, box, a truck box truck yep barreling through the parking lot trying to avoid all these fucking zombies that are not like more and more zombies are starting to come to this mall and the truck uh they have a they have a, a decision to make like do we let them in do we not jane and that's when driving at norma yeah that's when the power shift happens because they fucking punch out cj and his dumbasses. Thanks to truck, yep. Well, th- mm. thanks to one of his dumbasses being a Benedict Arnold or a, a turncoat or, or whatever just being he was, a fucking normal human, <laughs> and realizing he's an asshole. No, he's a, he's a rat and a traitor, and fuck him. But I agree with him. But he's still a rat and a traitor. He is. You got to admit. Oh no! Turn his back on his on, on his on his group. Uh, <laughs> no, he did the right thing. They group. let all they let all these people in, and so you get the asshole. You get the the um dad and daughter which is um he becomes a love interest she she becomes a love interest for harry so it's nicole is the the daughter yeah yeah so daughter and turncoat get together later and um frank is her dad frank is doomed he's doomed Uh, he's bit yeah he got bit we want to say real quick sarah paulie's a nurse in this movie so she's taking care of everybody Mm-hmm. and doing a good job of it and because she's like hey he's fucked and sure enough michael's like well i'm gonna go shoot him and she goes in there and she's like michael's coming to shoot you frank the Straight up. That, that big bloated chick that comes out on the wheelbarrow is actually a dude that was pretty cool i supported his uh, choice her mm-hmm. choice yeah. no <laughs> what 
I meant, <laughs> I'm serious. I meant I meant that um, it was a female in the movie, but they had a dude dress up for the the effects and everything. It was pretty cool. They actually used a lot of like amputees and and uh, you know for for the dude that didn't have the Chinese guy without the arm or Asian or whatever the hell. He was actually a real <laughs> amputee. You know, today's day and age, I don't want to offend anyone. He's Chinese, Korean, something or another. He's but, look, no, man. Asian, he's an actor. All, all jokes yeah. aside, but yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, he's an Asian I've actor. To, I was going to go off on a tangent and tell a story, but I better not. Um, is a work story, so nothing bad. But the Asian guy was a legit amputee. The one in the parking garage, that creepy dude that's up there hanging on the fucking yes, house. yes. I dude legit had no legs in real life. That was that, that's probably the creepiest part. Easy makes for easy effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. That, you don't have to green green legs when you ain't got no fucking legs. Yeah. <laughs> no, that part was legit actually kind of creepy for real because yeah. they find the dog, that awesome dog, the good Chips. boy. Yeah, he does so many good things, that good boy. Oh, that poor dog. Don't. I'm glad they don't want to get him. I'm so glad they don't want to get mm-hmm. him because I don't like that shit in a movie. When they kill the dog, nope, it's not good. It's not a good time. So chips, chips get spared. I, 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 I was going to say, before I forget, I have to finish my thought with there's some parts of this that are done really well as far as the comedy goes, but also the editing that goes in with it. And, you know, there's that downside when the Richard Cheese song is playing and everyone's having, I mean, it's almost like, you know, the beginning of like an 80s or 70s sitcom where you know, <laughs> music playing yeah. and everyone's like, yeah. you know, Introducing the cookies and they look at the camera, they're like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Hey. And you, you got, you got fucking Steve has that blonde bimbo bent over and he's just giving it to her. And then it cuts over, it cuts over to Kenneth on the bench press. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> same time uh, i still lose it every fucking time i was like that's so perfect he's recording himself too by the way he's like christian oh, bale in american psycho yeah did you guys he's the perfect through, asshole yeah. did you guys sit through the uh the the post credits so there's uh, a post credit scene on this when they're in the boat and terry picks up uh t- so they're in they're in steve's boat terry picks up the yeah. camera and yeah. it over they go to an island yeah, well, yeah, well, they're on the island, but it overplays and it's like Steve with all these like fucking chicks, like topless stuff. And I'm like, it's <laughs> so perfect for Steve, like having topless chicks on his boat. You know what? A- you know, what's kind of crazy, though, is like you say what you will about him. He actually lived that life, though. That's actually who he was. You're he right. Was that it fucking was. guy. Wow. It's like, damn. OK, you weren't just some big talk. You actually had a yacht and all these chicks hanging out with you and damn what what did you do steve steve had money. You, you that personality he, he owned he probably owned i'm gonna guess he was a software developer he was probably a nerd owned a business had a lot of money sold it <laughs> and was living the lifestyle that's steve well I mean, you guys not do that with movies like this you like just in your head picture like, yeah like, i, I just made story. I just told you that uh, Michael Weber used to beat his wife and drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and he Steve neglected his zombie child. Quarterback that does nothing now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I'm yeah, no, saying, that, that's man. basically, yeah, they go to try to get Andy. That was, that was a clusterfuck. You get Nicole's t- attached to the dog. I, I don't like her cool decisions. Though. I don't like her decisions, but I respect her. Young? I respect her decisions. Right in my heart, my heart goes out to her. I'm like, yeah, 
she's attached to that dog, want to save Chips. Carly, when Chips got lowered down. character, though. I mean, she didn't stray from her character. Yeah. When, when, when Chips got lowered down into the zombie horde, for a moment, were you waiting for them to, like, just pull Chips in and just rip Chips apart like he's at a Marilyn Manson concert or something? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. What do you guys think? And about I hate seeing this? that. <laughs> say no we don't need dogs to die in this movie right yes like um, calm down yeah what do you guys think about the end of this movie do you do you like how it's straight a little bit from the original or would you have rather seen them kind of pay homage or pay respect and you know have them be taken over by humans um i well i liked it i liked a lot of the this movie doesn't i think um Y'all had touched on that earlier where this movie, it's not a complete Carly was was describing it really well earlier. You take elements of, of the original, but you change just enough things to give it its own voice, but still clearly based in the source material. Give a few fan uh, fan nods, you know, like and like like Boss Tuna had pointed out, pour that beautiful beer. Um, I think this movie does that in 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 in, in a lot of ways. Some things, some things, you know, uh, I, I'm griping about as far as the character shifts in, in certain parts. Like CJ, again, we we, we kind of glossed over, but he comes back into the fold by being released to help them go downstairs where they find chips and they find that legless zombie that's dangling from the fucking pipes coming after them in the dark. C, CJ is all of a sudden reading cosmopolitan or something and he's like reading about relationships and oh, he's like trust trust weird. is the number one element and it's like it clicks in his brain because he says it to michael weber later yeah uh dr dr jake weber and he's like uh throw me an axe partner because i'm we're gonna trust each other now that's not what he says go watch the movie he, he does but, so, that, but. but yeah we well, kind of i'm paraphrasing and making it more like uh, old timey old west throw me that <laughs> what partner's not old west but you get it and he, he's suddenly like part of the team now and he's willing to go along. He breaks down their crazy plan to armor trucks and make a dash for some this fucking asshole's yacht do. and go off to an island. And he says, you, he breaks it all down. He's like, I'm in. And he's just, then he kills himself for everybody. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just like, damn, CJ. I was waiting for a double cross at some point, you know? But it didn't do that. Yeah, it didn't I mean, do that. They, okay, they were amping up to his redemption. I mean, his character arc did come to fruition. Like I said early on, yeah, it was a little bit. Okay, you have to imagine though, to the this movie was, you could almost say that it was kind of presented to a broad audience, and to people that aren't huge horror nerds like us or cinephiles they wouldn't even they wouldn't even be talking about this because they would be 100% you know hook line and sinker into his character arc and you know that that's that's kind of where i'm coming at it i'm not going to disagree with that man I, I, and believe me i actually don't hate his character and i like the scenes that i'm even kind of uh bitching about a little bit where he does all i'm i'm, I'm giving it some props as i'm hating on it a little bit so it's it's just a mild like while I'm watching it, noticing th that dynamic in the characters, some, some of them, and being like, mm. I should have watched the fucking director's cut, I guess, 
That's the end all be all, folks. Watch the director's cut. That's Tibu's advice. Yeah, yeah I've only up. ever seen the direct. Like, I've never actually seen the other cut. So, I'd be curious to see where your issues come in. It, like, it does make sense. It sounds like a film that benefits from you know the more details and everything. But especially just just a few more minutes of of. I mean, I guess it'd be character development, really. right? So, yeah. Well, well and, and see, that's I want to juxtapose the, the the remake with the original right now, and say, I feel like the original Dawn of the Dead from '78 has more character development. You get to know the characters better. Um, right. When they have da- the downtime. You actually feel like you're spending that downtime with them, instead of it being, although fun, very fun. Richard Cheese, cheesy ass, disturbed cover. Um, Dawn, the original it's Dawn does easier. it a little bit better in that it's regard. It's a lot easier to do that with a movie that's 30 minutes longer and has four characters compared to a movie that's about, you know, 100 minutes. It's two hours. Two hour movie. It's my, my version was two hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, th- there's also a lot more characters. I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, we're we're not following around just four people in this this version, right? What did you think of the ending, Carly? Did you like that versus what the original did? Um, I like it. I don't think, like, I like both endings. Honestly, like, I like the original's ending as well. And um, again, you know, going back to remakes and everything, I like when they change it up by the end completely that way you're not just expecting like oh i know you know so and so is gonna die or i know this is gonna happen i already know what's coming um so i like that they change it and like you said i think they did plenty of nods and stuff to the original to still be paying respect but like being like hey we're gonna do our own little thing to kind of wrap this up so um yeah i didn't really have any issues with it i i agree i'm glad they took the route they did if you know, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the million dollar question. When you get to the, well, any movies ending, it's either going to be clear cut and dry, or it's going to be ambiguous. And there are certain movies where I'm all right with an ambiguous ending. And there's mm-hmm. some of them where I'm like, God, just what, just what happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. This is one of them where I'm like, Oh man, like, you know, there's, there's only those last three on the boat. You know, it's Anna, Ken, Terry, and Nicole. So four. Mm. And chips. And chips. Can't forget chips. And they get to the island, which is funny because this movie takes place in Wisconsin. And the lake they go to is Lake Michigan. But that island looked like a tropical island. I've fished (laughs) on Lake Michigan plenty of time to know that there's no fucking tropical trees or Paul, whatever. Right. Um, No, I just was you know, part of me is like, God, what happened to them? Like, you know, did they die when they got to the island? Did they get back on the boat? I mean, With, they're pretty see, fucked either way. The boat was out of gas, no water, no food. This is the thing you don't know. Dawn of the Dead is a prequel to House of the Dead. Or, I'm sorry, uh, what's that fucking movie? No, you're right. House of the Dead with Yui Bull. Yeah, when they're on the yeah. island. Yeah, that's House yeah, of the that, Dead. It's a prequel uh, to that. And I hate yeah. you even putting that right. in my fucking brain right now. Oh, It all makes sense. I thought, dude, I thought for a moment when, when they announced that Zack Snyder was making Army of the Dead, I was like, no way. Is he secretly making, and I don't know this, so don't spoil it for me because I haven't seen it. 
is he secretly making a sequel to his Dawn of the Dead? I was I'm the that's, only one here that's seen that. Hmm. Yeah, so don't say nothing. But I I, that's my nor that, deny. That's me pondering. I'm I'm a pondering over here. Okay. Don't Shout. pondering too much, you'll get a headache. I'm ready for it. Look, man. Carly, do you um, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I was gonna ask, do you guys prefer do you like the fast moving, like in your face action zombies, or do you like the slow walking, just like <sighs> menacing zombies? She's the better. first person to ask us this question. That's an awesome question. Wow, shocking. Especially for this series. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Boss Tuna, you're uh, the zombie expert. Tell me the better zombie. I think that in a movie, it builds more suspense and it can be scarier having the running zombies. And for me, if if I'm... It's funny because when I watch all of the Romero movies, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm six foot four <laughs> in decent shape. I can handle myself. And then I watch this movie and I'm like, I'm five, four. I can hide in all the small I'm places. Nope. No, nope, they find me. This is, <laughs> this, this is almost scarier because, you know, again, in my brain, I, I run through these scenarios and I'm like, this would be fucking hard. Like mm. this zombie world would be hard to live in so i mean i almost I, i'll have to say i prefer the 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 fast ones partly because of 28 days later 28 weeks later this one you know there's some other gems out there ravenous is a pretty good one too so i'm gonna go with the slow moving ones um i think the slow approach and build up with all the zombies is more it's it's freaky it, it, i'm looking at all this from a standpoint of a film if I'm going to go with what uh, Boss Tuna is saying, I, I, of course I'm going to pick the slow-moving zombies for, for my zombie apocalypse scenario. I can walk right by them and be like, peace. Uh, look, Check back um, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead remake where our heroine in the film points out that exact same thing. She's like, we can literally walk right by them. And she's right. And they could. And they don't listen to her. And they're stupid. So fucking hell um i think the slow slow moving zombies i like this idea check this out how about and i don't know if this has been done Tuna, maybe you could tell me is there a zombie film out there where the zombies are portrayed as the more decayed and decrepit or fucked up they are so like let's say they're a fresh corpse they can run and they can jump and they can whatever the rigor morts ain't set in yet but if they're like a decayed fucked up just fresh out the grave zombie they're gonna be all like my like my yeah bud at the beginning of this <laughs> i don't Has think there been a you mean where they they start out fast and they just decay into something slower well, well no it just That's like i'm saying really, like like a zombie from the morgue would be faster than a zombie from the grave correct because the zombie in the morgue is fresher mm -hmm. or someone who just like gets bitten by a zombie is going to be faster until over time because they're rotting, they're dead. They're gonna rot. They just get slower and limp around, and you know, have the bobble heads. And I, I can't think of. I mean, I've seen thousands, and I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that did that. But that's actually a good point. I'm surprised nobody's really tackled that. Yeah, I'm copywriting it, and I'm writing a script. There you go. Boom. Don't don't fuck <laughs> up like Romero did with Night 68. What about you, Carly? You got to answer that question too. 
Um, I think visually, I think the slow moving ones are creepier. I Night of the Living Dead is probably the best example where I think it's freaky. Just they're all outside and eventually they're going to find their way in. It might be slow, but they're going to all get to you. And, um, you know, you see that by the end of the film. But, you know, if I put myself in the situation, fast moving zombies would be horrifying and I would just probably (laughs) be attacked right away. I have no survival instinct. And in this movie, they're extra scary. Like they have like the blood all over their face and just like, you know, just that's terrifying in itself. And then they're coming at you really fast. So um, yeah, I'd probably have to say the fast moving ones are scarier. And also I always think of, like video games I play like the last of us or something where you know it's like scary playing the game because the zombies are coming at you it's like oh shit so yeah all in all um yeah I think the fast ones would be way more terrifying and watch like but like I said I think the slow ones are definitely creepy just for their own like you know there's they're still going to be coming at you they might be slow snails but that's the thing that fucks with me. It's that's the suspense. creeping, crawling dread. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the it's the I know I'm gonna die, but when? Yeah, not all, not all of a sudden in the moment, adrenaline's pumping, and you're just like you know, it's like you're just sitting there thinking and thinking, and 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 it's setting in, and and there's more, and they're they're pounding on the door, and they're and it's like fuck, they're gonna eat me alive, man. Fuck that that that's that. To me, mentally, that's fucked. That's you. You know, so I got ask yeah. both of you guys: Have you guys seen that movie? You might be the killer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have not. Harley one hundred percent reminds me of the chick that's at the video store. That's like the horror expert, but probably can't really protect herself. That's when you were explaining <laughs> yeah. that last thing. I was like, oh my god! For some reason, I came to my head like. You've seen, you know, thousands of these horror movies and you know what to do, but they're like, I just don't want to be in this situation. You just yeah. go on the phone and be like, just call me up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Do that, you <laughs> idiot. But then, you know, if it were me, it would be a different story. <laughs> you never know, man. You you might start ripping the beams out the walls and like making fucking spears. And you're next thing in you the, know, you'd be like, in why the am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. And then you just start stabbing motherfuckers through the, the jaw bone. Go, get them right here. And have it go out the top. And okay. Yeah. All right. Get them, get them right below the jawline and ca- have it come out the craniums. And then they'll be fucking dead. Here. Yeah. Temple. Oh. Temple, too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've asked every single person on the show so far this question. Oh, Half of them have got go. it wrong. No. Half of them have got it right. I'm going to ask you Night of the Living Dead, are you a basement or an upstairs person? This is a right or wrong answer? No, it's okay. not. According to him, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm giving you shit. It's 100%. It's 100% opinionated. But so as far as, you know, for context, Night of Living Dead, you have Cooper that says the basement's the right place to go. And you've got right. Ben that says, nope, upstairs, boarded up. I think, I, I think I would probably be in like I get the point of the basement but I think I would be an upstairs person because I feel like you're in the basement yeah I win I think um but you're in the basement and you're just kind of trapped and at that point depending on what kind of basement you have I guess but still I feel like it's more claustrophobic where when you're upstairs you like can see (laughs) everything you boarded up and you could tell when like someone's 
sticking their arm in the window or something and you're like oh shit like kill it or run the other way or something so i feel like you have more freedom upstairs than in the basement you're just kind of chilling there like hopefully they go away but they probably won't but mm-hmm. wait it out they they won't in hindsight 2020 cooper was right and i'm gonna sit here and say my answer might evolve over the episodes because i don't remember what i said last time i'm still team basement but yeah, that basement but I think I've said a few times I was more team attic than anything else. Yeah, right? you did say. Yeah, that mm. we would all like – so board up the bottom, right? But if they start getting in, go upstairs to where you can get a vantage point. It's a, it's, it's a two-story house. You can get down. You're not going to die. Militarily speaking, 100% military tactics, you don't go in the basement because, like Carly said, you're trapping yourself. You always give yourself – Plan B, but see a plan D. But this particular house has a cellar door, and even though they don't say it in the movie, they show it on film, so it exists. It's there. We talked about this with Jerry. That was I know. I I, I still movie, I don't there's care. No way out. No, no, I'm not admitting it because it's there on film for all to see. Everyone well, saw that little girl. Same conversation when we're shot with. Uh, you know, at the end for survival of the dead or whatever the fucking last movie in the series is. I'm going to survive because because I'll be in that basement. And then whenever <laughs> the cops come, we'll be in the basement. I'll be upstairs in the kitchen cooking up a four course meal while you're down there eating fucking roaches because you trap yourself in the basement. I think people are thinking in terms of natural disasters. They say to get in the basement for tornadoes, but this is completely different. Like this is not natural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is a different scenario, so. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Love it. So creepy. Yeah. Let's get to our ratings, guys. Let's Uh, get into final thoughts and ratings. I I think I'm going to go last. Go last? We know which. Go last. All right. Let's have have our guest go first, Carly. You can rate it whatever you want. We typically go through 10. You can do, okay. I always joke around and say you can do the Dave Portnoy, El Presidente pizza review, you know, 3.4 for some if you want. Whatever mm-hmm. you want. Yeah, I typically do out of 10 unless awesome. podcaster tells me not to. Good. She um, through 10. She, she's a non-basement. You're good in my book. <laughs> um, I would probably... Based on the movie, like I said, I'm not a big zombie fan, but I do think this is a solid film. I think it's entertaining. I think it has good acting. Um, one thing I didn't mention, I re- I personally don't really like the look of the film. I feel like it's really green and glossy and just... Uh, I, polished. Yeah, polished. Yeah, it's very of the time. So there's a lot of films that came out. I mean, I did the top 10 of 2005 on 22 shots with them, so... You know, that was kind of a common thing. A lot of films looked like that in the 2000s, mid 2000s. So whatever, it was kind of the thing, but I just, it it like really kind of, it's ugly to me. It turns me off, but um, overall, I think it's a good movie. Um, Just not overly rewatchable for me personally, even though I've watched it probably like four times at this point. Um, I would probably give it a seven and a half out of 10. T-Bizzle? Yep. Seven and a half out of 10. That's exactly where oh, my cool. rating landed. Um, I, I rate things. <laughs> I have a 10 point rating scale that I do on, on my other show. And uh, this movie would get a, a, a little love. 
a little more than a little love because it gets that seven and a half. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy the movie. I enjoy the changes. The first time I saw it in theaters, it blew my mind. But at that point, I'm not sure I had seen enough films for this to kind of find its place for me. It's found its place over the years. It's an above average film in, in a lot of aspects. I like uh, the, the changing elements from uh, the changed elements from the original to this remake. I like the ramped up action, the ramped up zombies. The characters this time sort of rub me a little bit the wrong way with their, their shift, uh, their quick shifts and, and who they are and what they're all about. But I was entertained throughout the entire film. I was never bored. I found a lot funny. Um, there was a lot of tension and there was a lot of action Just kind of being a little redundant, but this is Zack Snyder's first movie. And I would say, yeah, like if I could look back through his career, I'd be like, yeah, that this is his first theatrical director's, you know, movie. It, it, you could tell he, he's a little bit younger. He hasn't honed everything quite yet. Uh, speaking strictly from having seen his other films. That's why I'm saying that. But you could also see glimpses of his style and what he would become later. So all that being said, yeah, seven and a half. I got, I got some love for this movie. It's something I saw as a kid. It, in no, in, you can't escape how in some way that shapes you. In some way. No matter how subtle it is. So, and, and upon rewatch, yeah, man, great movie. Great movie. Really good, strong, strong first effort from Zack Snyder. So I'm going to task both of you to stop me when, not if, I start rambling and <laughs> when, when I start to go incoherent. So I'll be the first to admit, all jokes aside, <laughs> there's a lot of nostalgia in this one. So, so side story, I remember when I very first, when I, the very first DVD version I bought of this. Onward. Um, summer of 04 <laughs> uh you know in college i did a lot of naps like i would put this on this movie for like probably a year or two i would put this on every single day when i would do my nap and i i, I it was it's, it's just comfort food to me so there's a lot of nostalgia in this i rewatched it today which i usually rewatch this movie once a year but it's probably been a couple of years since i saw it i rewatched it today where i saw it's supposed to be last night uh, i did some stuff this morning I just, everything, I was, I was nervous going through this whole series, watching these movies. I was nervous how this was going to stand up with the classics and the original hundred percent different as far as the tones, the theme, the message it's, it's, it's a remake, even compared to night 1990 versus 68, those movies were a lot more similar in scope than Don and Don 04. That being said, I love the characters. I was surprised how much I love the characters. Very relatable in this situation. I thought they did a good job. You got your hard, gruff character in Ken, who was the cop. You got your very down-to-earth and grounded with Michael. And then you got your stereotypes. You're going to have the asshole that you hate. You're going to have you know, the Norma, who is the, the, the mom part of the group. Loved them all. I loved the arc with the bunch of them. I thought it was done pretty well. I, I, I loved the arc of CJ, but critically, yeah, I know it was, it was kind of ham-fisted and 
forced, but I did feel it was effective because even watching it this time, T has got just you're gonna have a pile of fucking beer caps underneath your <laughs> underneath your car at this rate. Um, but no, Cheers. as far as uh, CJ goes, yeah, I agree that it was kind of forced and ham-fisted, but I thought it was affected because I didn't want to see him die. I, I liked him. They did turn the script or the page for me to like him as well. The only complaint I have is, is, is I've, I've never really liked the ending. And it's not usually when there's movies I'm passionate about, I'll in my brain have a way I would have preferred to see it played out. This one, I just didn't know. And, and I don't know if that's in, in Carly for you not being on the last episode, Don 78's, you know, spoiler alert is probably my all time favorite movie of, of all time. Mm. So I don't know if part of me is just, you know, comparing it to Don 78 and just wishing that it would have ended a little bit better. But that being said, I, I feel like this is a movie that, well, I have, I, I can pop this on at any time. It's, it's popcorn fun. It's, it's something that you can have in the background, but I love showing my friends and people have never seen it before. And for that reason, I'm coming at it at a 9.5. So damn, I 100. I feel, I, I feel like this is a 10 out of 10 for you. I feel like it should be. It, it almost is. It I think your heart's is. there. I think and, your heart, I think in your heart, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I do. You're, I like you're that. Damn right. You're, you're close. But for, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, obviously listeners have heard this spiel before, but for when I rate movies, Carly, I, I rate them just based off of personal preference. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, subjectively, or I mean, I should say objectively, this would be nowhere near that. But for me personally, it's just, I love it. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. And, and mm-hmm. part of it, like I said, it's all nostalgia based. This is one of the movies that really, you know, this was the time period I got back into horror. I mean, I was a huge horror nut growing up as a kid and I made the joke in the last couple episodes, but you know, during college, it, it took me a while to really get back into it. So yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia in this. I mean, I still remember exactly if you brought me to the theater, I saw this in, I could go and sit right now on the seat I saw it in. So damn. Yep. hundred percent. I remember the seat I saw kingdom of heaven in starring fucking Orlando Bloom. Yep. That seat sucked. It was like, <laughs> sticking into my ass and it was uncomfortable as fuck well yeah that's the movie i think this that, is a 10 out of 10 for you but a 9.5 boss tuna yeah 9.5 9.5 from boss tuna yeah it's 7.5 it, from tibu 7.5 from, from carly it's just you know rating these back to back to back i just don't feel i can rate this one a 10 when i rated you know night and dawn a 10 because it's mm. not quite on that I love School of Rock starring Jack Black. I love that movie. It's a 10 out of 10. It's not, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, I anyway, I, just the way you talked about it, I was expecting a 10 out of 10, but it's fine. It's a 9.5. I, may, I agree. Oh, I make your point makes sense where you don't want to give it a 10 out of 10 though, because she gave those other ones. I do that too, where I'm like, I can't justify that when right. I know these ones are better technically. That, that's the thing though. You're, you're hundred percent right. Because you're, you're like, well, then I feel like I should do like a 10 with an asterisk next. Right. <laughs> because I do like them better. And I know they're better, but. Well, if we're going to do a technical top 10 of all time, I mean, what the shinings number one of all time forever. Right. It's gotta be, I guess, technically, uh then what 
The Exorcist? Come on, yawn. Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie up its ass. <laughs> yeah, it likes it. it's like I said, it's all subjective. And even then, yeah. subject or objectivized, or it is subjective, but objectivity is still subjective. That makes sense. You're right, because I'm saying The Shining's the best of all time, and Carly's over there saying, like, nah, dude, it's... Well, I don't know. She's got some... Well, it's actually my favorite fun. of all time, so I can't... I'm a little biased, so... Well, that... Yeah. Hey, it's it's definitely one of our favorites of all time. Uh, mm. Yeah, we, we just did four and a half hours on it. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay. But yeah, I, I love so it. Good. Carly, you got to go on YouTube, uh, The Wendy Theory. The yeah. Wendy Theory? Okay. Yeah. That will... So The Shining is probably, you know... We're, we're trying to save episode 100 for our top movies of all time, but The Shining is, you know, up there. Yeah. But <laughs> watch the Wendy theory and that's going to fucking, you, you, you'll be pretzel brain for a week after that. Like I watched that three times in the same week because I was like, there's no way, but it makes so much sense. It's a new theory. That theory is only a year old. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, only whoever came old. up with it, uploaded it just a year ago. It's, it is, it is actually because there's mountains. We're going back to The Shining. Listeners, if you we're, haven't checked out episode 50. On side time, but it's all right. I'm just saying, but we did a lot of work for that episode. We did a lot of research. We, we, we pulled a lot, you know, uh, uh, took a lot of our time to pull together that, that episode. And I, that Windy Theory is a mindfuck. It's, it's a new mindfuck on top of a mountain of mindfucks that goes into the lore behind the making of The Shining. It's that, that movie is do you watch that Room 237 documentary oh, yeah. those crazy oh, yeah. people made? <laughs> I love that yeah. documentary. I love all the theories in it. And I, I believe them all in my heart just because I don't give a well, shit. Yeah, some, we, some of those people are whacked on there. Though. It was just like, if you look at the their eyeball in the scene, you could see that they were plotting this. I'm like, sir, like, do you, yeah. do you have a job? <laughs> Is this all you do? Oh, there's, oh yeah. Well, there's a reason we went four and a half hours because we covered, I like to say that we did- the most in-depth podcast on The Shining there is. It's All the right. most in-depth podcast on it for sure. Uh, without, you know, going further into tangents, that is all we have for Dawn of the Dead 2004. Do either of you have any final, anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap this bitch up? Well, I want to say that this has been a blast. And... If you're skeptical about a remake, give it a shot. Just give it one chance because a lot of people shit on remakes. And for my money, Dawn of the Dead is one of the better horror remakes that's out there. Carly's not a fan of Psycho, and I get why. I like the movie. It's okay. You know, it's not one of my favorites, but I was in, I enjoyed it. Vince Vaughn, I just like him. Kind of like how you like uh, Jake Michael Weber. And... uh it's different. I, I think I, I also think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a, a great remake, and Evil Dead by Fede Alvarez is a modern masterpiece, in my opinion. Evil fucking dead, son. All right, so that's all I wanted to say. Carly, thank you for being on the show. This was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had a fun time, and I would definitely you know, love to get together with you guys again for future projects. So, Hell yeah. Sweet. I almost flipped you off instead of doing this. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. Fuck your TV. The basement's wrong. No, it was awesome. Shots fired again at the end. Wow. Damn it. Uh, no, it was it was awesome. Carly, thank you so much for joining us. It was it was a blast. I'm, I'm glad we're able to chat about this. Uh, you brought so much more and better information than, you know, JP would have ever brought. So I'm so... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no. No, but in all seriousness, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. But hold the phone. You didn't think we were going to let you go without making you run the gauntlet, did you? Um, I did, actually. I thought that. Okay, Carly, are you ready for the gauntlet? Ready as I'll ever be. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Beer or liquor? Beer. Hockey, football, baseball, or basketball? Uh, uh, sports ball. I don't really like sports. Um, you I guess hockey. One. Hockey. Ass or titties? Um, the uh, titties. Stand or sit when you wipe? Uh, sit. <laughs> homebody or out with friends? Uh, depends on my mood, but probably homebody. Fishing or hunting? Fishing is the only thing I know how to do. Cannibal <laughs> Holocaust or a Serbian film? I've actually never seen either. Rather go blind or rather go deaf? Deaf. Top half of Hulk Hogan and bottom half of Margot Robbie or top half of Margot Robbie and bottom half of Hulk Hogan? Hmm. Uh, de- definitely the top. Uh, wait. Top, you know what? Top half of Margot Robbie, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Penis-sized nipples or nipple-sized penis? Penis-sized nipples? Rocker country. Rock or country? Rock. Cats or dog? Yeah. Cats. Doggy or missionary? Uh, missionary. Freddie, Jason, Michael, <laughs> or Leatherface? Uh, Michael. Slasher, zombie, supernatural, or creature feature? Slasher. Chucky or leprechaun? Chucky. John Carpenter or Wes Craven? Um, Wes Craven. Ari Aster or Jordan Peele? No, Ari Aster. 90s or 2000s horror? Mm, 2000s. Hills Have Eyes, the original or the remake? The remake. Oh. Bo Burns <laughs> or To the Point? Uh, to the Point, probably. First horror movie you ever remember seeing? Halloween. Favorite horror movie of all time? The Shining. Thank you, Carly. You just survived the gauntlet. Congratulations. What do I win? You win 50,000 Joe Blow horror books. Yeah, 50,000 Joe Blow horror books. Uh, The the value of this currency is not yet uh, applicable because it has not yet been printed. So we'll find out what that means later. All right. Well, keep me posted. But... Dollars richer. Yeah, you're fifty thousand, whatever richer. Thank yeah. you for doing that. That was fun. That was fun. That was awesome. All right, Carly survived the gauntlet, and folks listening, we hope that was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. Mm, that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs>
I've had better. 